My name is Anna, and I've been known to tell jokes in my dream, in my sleep, and laugh at them. And my name is Joey, and I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. <laughs> and this is Epiphanies. A podcast where we explore the world of everyday realizations. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine. It's a nice, ripe 9 a.m. Yeah, we didn't do the podcast. We didn't record last night. This doesn't matter to anybody, um, but we didn't record last night because I was kind of tired and you got to be in the right mood Yeah. to pod. And it might have been like, yeah, well, they might care because our voices, like my voice is definitely a bit hoarse because it's the morning, but yeah. And I don't know how annoying that is, but <laughs> I don't, eh, I don't know. I don't listen to voices. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I just listen to the music. That's I'm sure many of our listeners are just here for the music. Yes. Tune in for the beginning and end of the podcast. Yes. Speaking of an event that includes music. Ooh, good tie-in. Um, I, Anna will be doing a lip-sync battle royale at the Green Room in De Pere, Wisconsin. When is it, Anne? It is going to be May 23rd at 7 p.m. There's an event on Facebook. If you go to the Green Room on Facebook, um, I would love to have some audience there to help me win. Yeah, Anna, tell us, why is it important that our 25 subscribers make it to this event? <laughs> because it all comes down to the audience vote on who wins. And I don't know, sometimes I know the last person has, the person that I'm going against has a big crowd of her family that comes. And I would like to win because also, if I win, I go against Joey. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we also we're just trying to right a moral wrong because I think it's inegalitarian that your competitor April should continue to win just because she has borne many children <laughs> and has in that way has created, a supportive family. Yeah, <laughs> Meanwhile, has, my family is across the state. Yeah, so we need everybody there to. Oh yeah, mom, if you're listening, you don't have to come. That's not a <laughs> that's not a pressure. That's not an invitation. <laughs> it's just me acting like an idiot for uh an hour on uh, on a an Thursday hour. night. So <laughs> No worries, Terry. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, but this, it's a really fun event and like hands down I've seen the other performer Anna's going to be a stronger performer unless April pulls something crazy out of her. What if April's listening to this podcast show? Well, thank you for supporting the podcast, <laughs> but I prefer <laughs> Anna, no offense. 
So yeah, definitely consider coming. It's a free show, and then afterwards there's going to be stand-up comedy. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be... It might be laugh box comedy. It might be uh, fan club, club comedy, which are a I, bit different. They're both stand-up, but laugh box... Uh, laugh box ends up being more local comedians um and uh fan club ends up bringing in some more comedians um that are further away and some local ones too and you know what's great it's neither of those actually really yeah um i believe it is the bucket list show which is a new show by uh john egan and Kristen lighty they've put it together um where they'll have they'll have a couple pre- selected um comics to do short sets but then they will also draw uh you can go there put your name in a bucket and they'll draw two names to do like a five minute set okay which is a fun concept um and something that so yeah i I, i'll stay for that because i'm excited to see how that works out that's cool if you're an aspiring comedian um Go to the lip sync and then... Or if you just like comedy. Yeah. Well, if you want, though, you can... If you like comedy, you could put your name in the bucket. Um, but that might not work so well you. <laughs> Yeah, you'll just get up there and be like, I like comedy. Sorry, bye. <laughs> All those hecklers from last week. This is their chance <laughs> to is... <laughs> spot two hecklers. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, or um, I think it's this show. Maybe I'm entirely wrong. But in any case, keep your eyes and ears out for the bucket list comedy all right what do you have anna what's in a piff in your knee um hmm. Mm. so i have some lighter ones oh do you also have heavy ones (laughs) some emotional ones i think they're mostly light just one of them has been like a an epiphany that yeah is just like for self-growth and stuff um but i've got a couple about death but oh maybe i should talk about um the dark not 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 a dark topic but like the dark itself you could do that yeah (laughs) um so this is because i've been thinking back to some epiphanies that i've had earlier in life and one of them is that I I always felt like I was, I for a while, I wouldn't sleep without a light on in my room or else like the light dimmed or something. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my sister would get really mad when I, I shared a room with her for a while and uh, she'd get really mad about that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Maddie, if you're listening, screw you. <laughs> and... um. So, but it was never because I was afraid of the dark. It was because I was afraid of ghosts and, and like monsters and stuff. But everybody calls that because I never considered it being afraid of the dark. And then when I said something to someone or whenever I would say something to someone, they'd be like, oh, so you're afraid of the dark. And I'm like, that's a... I, I don't know. I don't think that's a that's a very generalized and I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of things like that could sneak up on me in the dark. And I guess technically you could say 
if you wanted to umbrella it, but I'm not afraid of the dark itself. I don't think, I think that's what being afraid of the dark is. I don't think anybody, because when I, I, I used to be afraid of the dark. I guess I still kind of am, but I was always afraid like of either a person or a werewolf would come <laughs> okay. at me. One of the two. No ghosts though. Um, Yeah, I don't, I've never heard of somebody just being like afraid of non-light yeah, no. Or I, maybe we're well, just... Well, like, I'm wondering if that exists, because hopefully it does, because then it would validate afraid of the dark, like, that actual phrase. Because, mm. yeah, I'm, I don't want to be considered afraid of the dark, because it's not afraid of the dark. It's afraid of, yeah, well, I'm, what's in the dark. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling from a great height. Okay. Like that's what the fear is. No, I don't think anybody's afraid of like, oh, oh no, a mountain. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't exist. Uh oh, <laughs> afraid of. But well, no, I guess I'm kind of like I am. If I see a height, I don't necessarily have to imagine myself falling down, and I'll just kind of have a knee jerk fear. So yeah, that fa- that phrase does follow. I think yeah. I don't know because there is a way of specifically saying I'm afraid of ghosts, like. That is what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And I feel that if I have a light on, the light is to combat that fear of ghosts or anything else that would like come up and grab me in my sleep. A werewolf. A werewolf. I've, I've never been afraid of werewolves. You should be. <laughs> Start now. But yeah, that was kind of a realization that I had a few years ago, I think I was about a teenager when I was thinking about it. Like I'd say, oh, yeah, there was a little bit. I, I'm i more open about being afraid of ghosts. Um, I, I had a very, very, very intense fear of it where like I could not like I'd be in the shower and I'd think about, oh, shoot, what if there's a ghost in here? And then I start crying and would not leave my shower. And that was just a few years ago. Um, and that was more of like an anxiety thing and, um, but it was, it was kind of crippling and not good for my health or my life. So, um, I kind of, I kind of figured it out. I got, um, along with some other things with anxiety, um, got on some medication that definitely helped me with it. But so I'm a little more open about talking about that stuff. And so I'll, I've said like, oh yeah, I would sleep with the light on in my house and um, people are, will refer to it as being afraid of the dark. And I'm like, no, it's, yeah. Anyway, I already said that, but that was kind of a weird realization, epiphany, all that. And also the epiphany of um, that it is just anxiety and that I can get through it. And how do, continue. How do you treat your anxiety? Uh, now? Yeah. Well, how do you... Um, I want to... I'm spinning into a new thing. But um, when you have anxious emotions are basically like... Or intrusive emotions like that. Like being afraid of the ghosts is... Uh, it's it's a thought that your rational mind <laughs> doesn't... Like you don't, you don't really believe in ghosts. Yeah, I I don't think I believe in ghosts. No, it's definitely 
um, just overthinking it. Yeah. And um, so my like just from well like thing going through life it, and it, I did not have a terrible life growing up like at all it's just um I I've always been a little more careful and um it anxiety ends up being more of a um like an overactive it's it's not depression because depression feels more and and I felt like little spouts of depression but I'm definitely not like I don't have depression. You're um, not clinically depressed. I'm not clinically depressed. Um, but it feels like kind of the opposite. Like depression feels like just under-motivated and just down. And like it's very close to boredom. Um, I've heard that too from um, other people. It's very close to boredom. And um, whereas anxiety is just like this overactive, just intense feeling. Um, and sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it helps me do things like it really helps me in school sometimes because I it's like I don't want to I don't want to f- be overwhelmed by this anxiety. So I'm just going to do my homework and all that stuff. Um, but it's become a problem like it's manifested in an eating disorder um an extreme fear of ghosts um uh social anxiety having a really hard time um talking to people and interacting with people and accepting that people don't think i'm annoying um or don't want to talk to me um because social like being social is a normal thing so you shouldn't be afraid of it um but yeah so I took medication for a little bit and um but it counteracted it so it made me more depressed and um and under motivated and I didn't feel like myself I I a part of me is being kind of anxious and um, having that good stress to make me do things and I wasn't doing things and I felt like a very unreliable person and I didn't like that so I weaned myself off um, a few months ago and it was good for a little bit Which now is not a good idea you should always consult a medical professional. no I did okay. sorry <laughs> I forgot to mention that I talked to my doctor before doing that and she uh talk to me about like splitting the pills and all that stuff and just going days and um so yeah now I'm off my medication for anxiety and it was good for a while now there's some anxieties that are creeping back like I can the way that the medication would work it felt like at least like I would just forget like maybe if I if someone mentioned ghosts and I was kind of freaked out I would think about it for like a second or a few minutes at least, and then I just forget about that thought, and it just go away, and which was nice, but also I was forgetting <laughs> little things in my life too, which is not like me because usually I'm kind of like hyper aware, um, but yeah, and but now there are some anxieties that are coming back. Like if someone mentions a ghost, it does freak me out <laughs> a bit more. I think I Scooby-Doo can handle. Scooby Doo must be terrible for you i hated scooby-doo as yeah. a kid like no my sister liked scooby-doo i hated scooby-doo as a kid 
um not hated I just did not want to watch it um but yeah and I I realized that there are some social anxieties that are coming back and stuff but I think I can handle them better I think I'm definitely not as bad as I was um before I was on the medication so it it helped me transition into a new part of handling my anxiety so yeah and sometimes that's what medication is for well okay that kind of gets to what i was going to say okay um (laughs) yeah no i was gonna say that um besides medication there are counseling strategies to help with anxiety and one of them uh, that i've heard um that i think is really good and positive um and which was kind of an epiphany for me i don't have uh clinical anxiety um but i do have everybody has anxious feelings to an extent um and one of the things i heard was approaching those intrusive uh emotions like anxiety as though they are kind of separate entities from you so when you get when you're afraid of uh ghosts like don't don't think about i'm afraid of ghosts think about part of me is afraid of ghosts, and I'm not giving this to you. I'm not counseling you right now. I'm okay. just saying I think this works. For I'm some taking people. note, though. <laughs> oh yeah, but like you, you think about it as because your brain is your brain is a bunch of coping strategies and a bunch of chemical responses and a bunch of evolutionary instincts all fighting for the place at the forefront of your mind and usually your rational mind wins out but every once in a while you know you'll be encountered with the idea of a ghost um and that'll suddenly the whole anna that knows about ghosts not being real um as far as we know and the anna that is uh, okay with ghosts being real maybe and but um knowing that they can't hurt you or something all of those things uh, lose to just the the overwhelming blanket of no ghosts are real and that if you instead imagine that as like i mean it's probably in some ways an evolutionary thing it makes sense to be afraid of the dark so if you imagine it as okay well this is this is the little uh primitive me um jumping into the driver's seat of my head for a second to say hey no uh don't venture outside at night because uh, it is scary out there and there are many natural predators that will try to hurt you like if you kind of treat it as that like oh no hey little guy um you might think that but we we came out of the woods a long time ago um so let's let's pack your bags and get back to the back of my mind where you belong and keep me away from snakes yeah that- although there are some real i guess maybe i am afraid of the dark as a general thing because yeah. there are some things like um, not not wa- like wildlife predators, but it's definitely less safe to travel outside at night um, because of people that can. Yeah. Well, and then the, that's good. The, the, the second part of that is like, don't say, no, these emotions are wrong. Like, okay. no, being afraid of the dark is stupid. Uh, get out of here because it's not. It's just like a kindly little primitive you going, hey, no, no, no. <laughs> there are lions. 
Anna, there are lions that exist. Why are you? Why are you? Uh, why are you not afraid right now? It's time to be terrified. Mm-hmm. You just go, hey, guy, I get it. You're trying to protect me. That's really kind of you. Um, but right now, I think I've got it handled. Um, it, we invented sidewalks. Um, we can do anything. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like kind of condescend, but like yeah, treat just... your emotion as. This is a thing that is trying to help you in the long run, but mm-hmm. it's misplaced right now. And just think of the try try to bring in the logic more because there, like I said, there is a place for that. Like if if I'm walking out of work at midnight and um, I'm going to the parking lot, I can be a little like freaked out. Like who's around me? What's going on? Is can I see anybody? Um, I can be a little freaked out, and that's fine. Like yeah. that's fine, and it's just to my car, so yeah, not a little, big worry. A little guy jumps into the driver's seat, then, and you go, "Oh, thanks for showing up, fellow. You're right. I should heighten my awareness right now." Mm-hmm. But there are definitely times when, like, if you're going camping, um, just think, what is the chance of me actually being attacked? And um, yeah, let that kind of like you're not gonna you're definitely probably not gonna be the one in a million chance that like a bear comes up and well like that's actually probably higher in some instances but if you just take the proper precautions and don't be freaked out enjoy your time um because that's that kind of ends up being the whole thing is it just ruins (laughs) ruins your time (laughs) spooks will ruin you Mm -hmm. yeah i do i like that I like that coping strategy a lot, though. Okay. Being being very nice to your emotions, but also recognizing that they're misplaced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to think about that. It works with social situations, too. Like, um, that's, that's where I have a hard time is, like, literal, like, conversations will run through my head over and over and over again. And I know a lot of people talk about that. And it happens to me too. And yeah, um, sometimes I have to just say, you know what? They're probably, maybe they did think it was weird, but they probably acknowledged, oh, that's weird. But she's probably like, I understand that that was probably accidental for her to say. I don't know. <laughs> I thought, or it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was I was having a bit of anxiety yesterday and I thought that um, like that, if people don't know you very well, they can they can take a single thing, like mishear one thing you say and entirely base their idea of you around that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I know I've done that to people, so I know. It oh, yeah. Well, this is probably heightening your anxiety. Oh, but no, also, but like, that runs through my head, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, like um, yesterday I was talking to Scott, uh, Scott Rumat, who okay. runs another podcast called Scott Ruins Your Podcast, which everybody should check out. There's also a show this Thursday. He's doing this a, Thursday? Yeah, he's doing a live recording uh, this Thursday um, after stand-up. Um, at the Green Room. At the green, green Room, yeah, which is a great podcast. I was guest on it once. That was fun. Um, I wasn't <laughs> a guest. I, re, re, I was a replacement guest replacement co-host. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was talking to him, and we were talking about podcasts a little bit. Um, and he, uh, one of the people is going to be gone on Thursday. Mike's going to be gone on Thursday, and I... Um, I said, well, if you uh, if you need anybody, we were talking about it before, like um, who's going to replace it, and somebody 
offered up me um and uh and i was like yeah you know if you need anybody and then we were talking about podcasts again and about how you know i'm creating this podcast and he um he's uh, uploading now uploading old episodes of his um that conversation kind of ended and i was leaving um and i said well if you uh if you need help with the podcast let me know uh and he interpreted that as uh if you need help with your podcast, oh like if you, if, if you need, um, if you need some pointers, uh, which of course I mean, he's been doing this podcast for five years and I've been doing this podcast for one month. Yeah, no, um, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, but, and he took it like that and like Scott's a, you know, an affable guy and he, I forgot what he said. It was something like, oh yeah, this asshole is going to give me pointers. So I knew exactly what he was thinking. Um, then I said, no, Scott, I mean, if you need somebody to replace Mike on Thursday, let me know. I'd be happy to. Um, <laughs> oh, good. You caught it. Because yeah. sometimes you don't catch it and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, if I had just walked away after that, um, then that could like, that could change his perspective of me because suddenly like I'm a smug asshole versus less of a smug asshole that i was before yeah and literally like of course we want like the podcast like this podcast to be successful but like we just got a bunch of like our friends to listen like or people that we work with to listen and then it's just like I don't know. It's not like we have a super, super, super successful podcast. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, I have like 25 subscribers. I'll tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And but here's the thing, though, with the intrusive emotion is maybe I had left that conversation um, with the misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. um, just leaving it in the air. And I would have thought about that until infinity, Um, even though we did clear it up. I I still it was still in my mind is like, oh, what what a gaffe. Um, But uh, it eventually either Scott would have forgotten about that or he would have figured it out in his own mind. And I think a lot of my anxiety comes from anxiety comes from uh, thinking that people are stupider than they are. And you can always message someone later. Yeah. Like you don't even need to here. Like this is that, that that I think is a thing that's driven by anxiety too. like, Oh, I got to fix this. You don't have to like, nobody's, no, uh, nobody takes in that information. It's like, I'm going to entirely change. Oh, I'm okay with person. trying to fix things. Yeah. I don't know. Because it, it lets someone know that you were thinking about them. So it's nice to them anyway. Yeah, I guess it, but it also, yeah, I, I think I don't, I don't want to spend that much time worrying that I feel like I have to fix it. I think just that's, that's the probably the, one of the the least offensive things that's happened to him all week. Like, there's, <laughs> well, no, that's assuming that people are really <laughs> people just hate Scott. <laughs> people are just throwing bricks through his window every day. Um, but yeah, it is like he, then whatever he thinks I'm a smug asshole for like twenty minutes, and then he sees me again, and I'm not a smug asshole. Like, and then he goes, okay, well, you know that maybe that was a fluke. Um, or it comes up again, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, you still think you can give me some tips? And then I go, wait, I never said that. And then it's resolved then. Like, it it will be resolved by time or logic or reconciliation later. Like, there's no... Mm-hmm. I and, and it was resolved then. Otherwise, I might have a different perspective on this because I'd still be fucking thinking about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I am a big believer in like if you feel like it's if you feel like something was misinterpreted and it's not too pushy to to just say, hey, um, I wasn't sure if you interpreted it this way, but this is what I meant. I, I didn't want to offend you. Um, Sir, I, I'm a good person. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> I don't stop running away. Because I know how I am, and I this is something that I need to work on. Um, I don't think I hold grudges necessarily because I believe in people changing, but I will bitch about something <laughs> that someone does, and even if it's like the smallest thing, and I don't like that about myself. Um, I get and you into, assume everybody else does that too. Yeah, because I get into to those moods, and I know people like that get into those moods and you're just like okay just calm down and I do the same thing and that's something that I want to change about myself but um yeah so I always want to make sure um if I if I'm feeling that way or if someone if I think someone else might be feeling that way just to talk to them so that it it kind of sets up in my mind and might like spread that no, it's okay to talk about misunderstandings and um, to make sure that you're on the same page. I think, I do think that's fair, but I do disagree with you as well. Okay. <laughs> because, like, it is it is fair. Otherwise, I feel like I'm sneaking around people's backs and stuff. Well, I, I don't know. Sometimes you have to be a casualty to gossip. Like, I don't, I'm sure people gossip about me, but I can't, like, I can't go around trying to plug all the, oh, the holes not, in this leaky that's barrel. not what i'm saying but like if you have an interact like if you have an interaction like that i think it's okay to like if you ended up walking away to either come up and talk again or um message and just say hey i realized that this might have come off like this um yeah. well it, you can't do that all the time and yeah like even stuff that you don't catch right away because there are some things that you're like, no, I, it's my right to act like that. I don't, like, I'm fine. I'm not in the wrong. You don't have to apologize to someone for for something that you don't think is wrong. Um, because then it's just a very insincere apology. It's just saying, sorry for, sorry you didn't like that. <laughs> and sometimes it's okay to acknowledge, like, that people are upset by something, but yeah. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Uh, well, I have an epiphany for you. Okay. And this really connects very well. Um, do you know the chemical element molybdenum? Molybdenum? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is number forty-two. It's a grayish metal. Um, okay. Really great. But it's pronounced molybdenum. Okay. I think it is anyway. Otherwise, this whole thing is real. I, I wasn't a big science person. <laughs> Neither was I. When I was younger. <laughs> big fan of molybdenum. Okay. Um, it's kind of spelled molybdenum, but I believe it's pronounced molybdenum. Molybdenum. And why that's important is because it sounds like uh, somebody who like was stung by a bee on the lip. If you said, like, what's wrong with your lips? They'd go... Molybdenum. <laughs> so, um, Is that your epiphany? Yeah. 
molybdenum sounds like somebody with numb lips saying that their lips are numb. <laughs> Is that really your epiphany? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's nice. Isn't it? I like it. It's a lot of fun. I'll I probably other... forget it. Like, forget the word, but my lip is numb. My lip is numb. Yeah, my lip is numb. My lips are numb. Hopefully that's how it's actually pronounced. (laughs) Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. And this is not an epiphany. (laughs) Well, like... It, it's it's your epiphany, but it's it's not a true. <laughs> it's not something you can share with your aunt. Yeah, if it's pronounced, yeah. somebody was stung by a bee on the lip, and they say Molly Bendum. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a bunch of other stupid epiphanies. If okay. I have a rapid fire round. Rapid fire round. Yeah. Okay. I gotta get all of these out of here. Let me see. Um, Why all of them? Not all of them, but just the silly ones. Uh, Earth is the only non-god planet in our solar system. Earth is the only non-god planet in our system. Yeah, in our solar system. Oh, you mean Greek. Or Greek and Roman. Roman. So what do we got? We got Venus. Jupiter. Saturn. Uranus. Why are you going in that order? (laughs) I don't... No, I'm not going in a certain order because I forget the order of the planets because that was a long time ago and isn't important to me <laughs> wait is venus the first one it's venus mercury those are roman gods mars yeah earth mars um jupiter jupiter saturn, saturn. are those all roman yeah they all are they are because okay yeah be i don't know in greek venus is aphrodite mercury is oh i don't know um jupiter is zeus saturn yeah or Mar- Mars is Apollo, Jupiter is Zeus, Saturn, is Saturn, uh, Athena? I don't know. I, I don't, yeah. I, I know that now that you're saying it, I remember that from like Inter to Humanities talking about the, because we read, um, we, we read some of the, um, Iliad. Roman, well, oh, Roman. We, we read some Greek mythology and then we read some roman mythology and we had to kind of go over uh where the gods are the same but they have different names so um and then uh pluto is not a planet but i'm assuming that's roman then yes pluto is the god of the underworld okay hades okay and then uh uranus or Uranus. Is it called Uranus usually? Molybdenum. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's Uranus. Uranus. I just hear Uranus all the time, obviously, because of <laughs> what people does it being say? like... What does it say? Yeah. I don't know what Uranus is. Ur. I feel like Ur is a... No, Ur is not a god. That's a. That's a city... That's an ancient city in Mesopotamia. That's a that's a very specific fact, Joe. That's a precursor to Iran, I believe. <laughs> or um, Baghdad. I believe Baghdad is founded on... Iran is a country. Baghdad is founded, founded on Ur. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> um, nobody asked. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you have an epiphany with this? Yeah, that uh, Earth is the only one that's not a guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Earth just means ground. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Just means soil. Land. Water. 
Earth. That's, well, yeah. Okay. Air, Here's another fire. epiphany. In your face. Um, what? Earth means dirt. Like, mm-hmm. literally means dirt. And so when we, when, when I say we, um, as in just people who speak English. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Because. In, Don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, well, it, it is. I, I no, it's a, it's the same in other languages. Okay. Uh, at least Latin based language. Terra is a one I think in um for like for the planet in Spanish okay. and French I think it's ter um and Italian I'm sure it's la terra mm-hmm. spaghetti <laughs> um <laughs> yeah this, in French the word for potato is pomme de la terre which means apple of the earth ooh yeah but it's not the same the French don't know a lot about potatoes no they're from the americas not the french the <laughs> potatoes <laughs> french are from the Americas. i i found that the out earth is flat i found that out recently like i think i've told you about this but i was after watching um it was like coming to the americas and how um it was kind of environmental in a way like talking about um, people coming over to the Americas, uh, the Spaniards and uh, other Europeans coming over to the Americas and what they brought and what happened after that. So like with the potatoes, how they got there and then they found found potatoes and then they brought them back to Europe and then and uh, Ireland didn't originally have potatoes and then they had potatoes because they were easy to grow and uh, especially they ruined with, that for themselves yes they lost their potato privilege yes they they lost the potato privilege <laughs> um and just like pigs like bringing over like the pink like the nice farm pink pigs and how they've become how they became wild pigs so quickly um and like their appearance completely changed within just decades Mm-hmm. and yeah it was pretty cool it and then i wanted the history channel after that because and the Wait, whole explain thing explain pigs to me so that that's what they showed on it <laughs> there were pink pigs living in like so the they, they were like farm pigs brought over from from europe oh pigs aren't originally from the americas and okay. then, and then they would get loose or whatever, and then they'd go out into the wild, and they'd evolve into wild pigs. Oh, I thought you were saying like they found domesticated pink pigs no. in the Americas because you put that in the same sentence with potatoes because they brought potatoes so- back. Sorry, no potatoes <laughs> and they also left. Pink pigs. <laughs> potatoes left, and pigs came. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To the we Americas. Did a, we did a swapperoo. Yes, and um. Yeah, and it ended in, wow, look at the deforestation in the U.S. <laughs> Dang. Dang it. Why'd we do that? Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a cool series in the History Channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, back to my point. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the, that, so it's called Earth, it's called Earth or Terra or Terra um, in muchos languages, and yet... That's like uh, that's only thirty percent of the Earth is ground. Yeah. Um, so that's we're really prioritizing. Like, what what is this whole thing? It's all land. We're gonna <laughs> just call it. It's all dirt. The whole the whole Earth is dirt. And meanwhile, the the whales 
They're like, yeah, well, we actually just call it water planet. Um, <laughs> water planet. <laughs> so why are y'all calling it Earth? It's actually, it's the blue planet for us. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all. Uh, you want another fun fact or do you have? Um, I have a short fun one. Okay. Hit me. Um, I remember when I discovered that I just really like salt. Um, what? Because <laughs> I, so I'm a very picky eater and sometimes it takes a lot to get me to eat something. And I realized one of those things is salt will help me eat things. Oh, are um, you, are you an ancient person like discovering? <laughs> no, like the thing is I didn't know how salt actually worked okay. you know like how it enhances the flavor so then it might bring out like some good flavors that good, good. and yeah. my mom always my mom's one of those people that like if it's too salty she'll be like it's so salty when it's just fine to me <laughs> um so I always was like oh no like salt can be bad and but no salt is very good to me I hope I don't. I hope I don't. What is it where heart? Is it heart? Where yeah. you're supposed to stop eating as much sodium? Yeah, high blood pressure. High blood pressure. Ooh, that runs in my family. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's why yeah. my mom has has some issues. With Give that. your mom more credit. So Anna's medical advice today has been uh, get off of your uh, mental health medications without consulting your doctor I, and eat I a lot of salt. I consulted my doctor. I just forgot to say it. You consulted your doctor. I consulted my doc- doctor. I salted my doctor and consulted my food. <laughs> Yes, yes, and that was that was an epiphany to me, like how how salt actually works and why I like it. I'm judging you for that, but like (laughs) I've had a similar thing. No, like that happened in college, literally. Same, same. yeah. I think I didn't understand the value of salt. Who talks about salt like outside? Like I learned it from like your old roommate Lucas, who like was my first friend in college and he cooked all the time and he told me about salt and i'm like shit man <laughs> yeah i got a friend he opened me up to this uh it's really cool thing i don't think a lot of people know about it it's actually salt <laughs> yeah yeah he really turned me on to it and i've been addicted ever since yeah <laughs> you heard of salt i know it's not has it gotten to the Midwest yet? Yeah. Mostly I, my friends on the East Coast are using it. I would use salt. But now that I'm now that I cook more myself, now I know what salt is used for and then I can kind of properly like prepare my meal like if I know that it's missing salt or if it's missing garlic or whatever it is. Don't tell Anna about pepper. Let her discover that one. Yeah. <laughs> I I like pepper. I put pepper in things. Not too much, because sometimes it gets stuck in in my mouth, and then it's like a, a seed will get stuck in your mouth, and then it'll sneak up, and you accidentally like bite down on it, and you start choking. Because what I big peppers that, are you eating? No, no. <laughs> I had that. I was eating mashed potatoes at work, and then I went out to help a customer. And there was a little pepper seed and I bit on it. And then like the pepper like kind of like 
went back to the throat and I just started having a coughing fit and it was terrible. <laughs> I'm so confused. And that's happened a few times with pepper. Is with small. Pepper. Yeah. Like the little seeds. The little peppercorns? Are you eating full peppercorns? No. Like they... Yeah, the... the, the you'll crunch grinds. down on them accident. Like they'll get yeah. lodged in your teeth okay. and then it'll like slip out of your teeth and then it'll... Yeah, you bite down on it and it's just very like... <gasps> just hits you. Mm. Very flavorful. And if you breathe... Like that's the thing is I didn't expect it and then I breathed in and then started coughing. Have you ever sneezed after smelling pepper? I don't know. I don't. Because that's a thing, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be a thing. I sneeze at a lot of things, but I don't know if pepper, if I've ever actually tried sneezing at pepper. Because I believe it would hurt if I, if pepper accidentally got up my nose. So maybe that's preventing me. (laughs) That is an insult that I would let pepper in my nose. (laughs) I sneeze at the sun. I'm one of those people. Fuck you, son. Uh, chew. <laughs> LOL. Is that? <laughs> That's it. That's all we have. Yeah. That's all the epiphanies. Yeah. We're all done. End of podcast. Yeah. Or, yeah. Forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exhausted them. No. Uh, um. Whoa, what is it? Oh, oh. What you got? What you got? Oh, just like, just the reminder that, yeah, I, the lip sync battle. Just, just yeah. remember, remember and show up. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. We, we need this. Anna needs a win. I need a win. I need a win in life and I oh. need to go against Joey. Yeah. And you have so many things, so much put into this. Mm-hmm. You deserve I'm, it. I'm creating costumes creating and costumes. stuff. costumes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, end of podcast. Uh, my name is Joey. And my name is Anna. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Tune in next week to get a whiff of these epiphanies. All right. All right. <laughs>